Isn't this a magnificent morning? A haze on the distant horizon, an infinite tender sky, and the rich, ripe glow of the cornfields, wild geese flying high. And on the uplands and the lowlands, the tent of the goldenrod. Some of us call it autumn, but others call it God. This is a magnificent time of the year to be aware of God's presence in the world with us. And what a time to come apart and worship God. About the time that Columbus discovered America, a Polish astronomer by the name of Copernicus made an outstanding announcement to the world. He stated that the earth is not the center of the universe, but that the earth is a tiny segment of the universe, only a small part of something so much larger and that it was whirling about in space, revolving about the sun. This was revolutionary. It had always been thought that the earth was the center of the universe. Everything revolved around it. It stood still while everything else moved. It was the center of all that God had created. It had been determined in the second century by the astronomer Ptolemy that ours was a universe built around the earth, and the church had applauded it. Charts had been made. Emperors lived by it. And now everything crumbled with this new understanding about the importance of the earth and where it stood in terms of God's creation. It revolutionized science, history, the thoughts of the future. But most importantly, it rinsed God from the top of Mount Sinai or from his throne just beyond the clouds and hurled him into outer space, far beyond our reach. Now, we here, only a minor speck in a vast universe, have failed to keep God at the heart of the universe. We've let him diminish as we have diminished, and we have set up other gods. We have adopted a God of nationalism to take his place. There are more than 80 countries around the world and each one claiming that it is the prominent state of all the earth. Each one claiming for itself rights, demanding for itself that which is denied the others. And so we have become an earth where each nation becomes the primary force in the lives of the people. We established our nation as one nation under God. But somewhere along the way, we drop the under and we tend to think of our nation, God. And we allow the nation 
to determine the persons that we become, to control our attitudes and our dreams. We let it control our lives, taking the place that God once held. It's good to be proud of one's nation. It is a proper thing to be patriotic about one's nation, but to let the nation take over the role of God is to diminish us as people, and we tend to do that. To live as a world of states is of recent vintage. A thousand years ago, there were no states. There were no national anthems. And then feudalism came where men clustered together around a protector in order to protect themselves from their enemies. And the one world began to become fragmented into many worlds. And instead of living at peace, we build war abilities to overcome other nations of the world. On World Communion Sunday, it is an opportunity to affirm that all are children under God, that each one has rights equal to the other. None ought to be subservient to another, and that we ought not to be manifesting ourselves over other nations, but that all nations ought to come together in peace and brotherhood. It can only be done spiritually, not militarily, not politically. But not only have we thrown God into outer space and let him be replaced in our national life, but we have done the same thing in terms of our behavior. Bit by bit, we're losing sensitivity to what's right and wrong, not believing people when they speak because we're so accustomed to being misled and of not being able to trust one another in our relationships ethically because we know that so often we'll be betrayed. Dr. Paul Scher told about a little 10-year-old boy who asked his father, can you give me a definition of ethics for my class at school? And the father thought for a moment and he said, well, you know your uncle and I are in business together. Now, if a customer were to come into our business and he would buy something that costs $5 and he gave me a $50 bill and he didn't realize it was a $50 bill, he thought it was a $5 bill and when he walked through the door, I discovered the error. I'm faced with a moral dilemma. Do I take that $45 and put it in my pocket or do I share it with your uncle? So much of our morality is based on that kind of premise as we have thrown God into outer space and we have replaced God with our stewardship of our possessions in the world. There's going to be a series on public television beginning this week on trying to preserve our planet, trying to keep intact that which is being destroyed to preserve our beautiful rivers and our mountains. We living here in the magnificent Smokies have seen the blight that has come to kill our trees and to denude our forests. And we live in the stench of a river that can't be cleaned up because we have stronger loyalties than to the preservation of the earth. Because we've thrown God into outer space and we've taken over the world to deplete its resources and abuse it in whatever way we choose. 
Today's Real Communion Sunday, a time to reaffirm that it is God who is over all. God over our nation, God over the entire world, God over our resources, and God over our individual lives. If we can bring God back from outer space and set him once again upon the throne where he belongs, beating our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks and learning the language of love and abiding by the moral laws and not the laws that we create for ourselves, then God will bless us as a world, as a nation, as individuals. A part of that, of reclaiming it for God, occurs around the world when in every church, in every denomination, in every country of the world, and this year magnificently in Russia, as the churches are open again, we all come together to celebrate the presence of Christ in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace.